Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. We've let the news stack up a bit after uh, focusing on some games we've been playing for the last couple of weeks, so yeah, um, I don't know where to begin really. Uh, Patrick, what do you have? Battlefront. It's coming out next Christmas. Amazing! Best thing ever. I think... I think we kind of... Did you say Battlefront? Battlefield, sorry. Battlefront, yes. As in Star Wars Battlefront? Yeah. The the non-rift, EA-created, Frostbite engine game. Yep. What have you done with the real Patrick? But it's it's Battlefront. It is. It's one of my favourite series ever, ever. Yes. And and, and even if it isn't going to have rift support, then uh, I'm sure we can, can... uh, so sorry, next Christmas. Next Christmas, yeah. To coincide and, with the movie, then. Uh, yeah. Mm. I think I called that. I think I called that. You did. And I also called that Battlefield Five would follow the year after. Um, yeah, enough so, of that now. <laughs> well, maybe they'll have fixed it by then. I mean, that's the question with this, really. Um, but they can't fix the fucking think, can, players, can they? Jesus. Can you now make some predictions about Kotor Three coming out? relatively and soon Half-Life 3 and hopefully you'll get a, a, a three in a row it's it's all a bit distant uh, I can't quite foggy. feel it through the fog um, <laughs> it's like there's something clouding my vision or something um, <laughs> no uh, Battlefront um, yeah I think the, the question here really is um, are they going to be able to roll this out smoothly with everything working <laughs> I'll call this one no but surely I mean what is what makes you think that they will just the fact that they've cocked it up so many times okay and and that so they've cocked it up so many times and that makes you think they will get this one right I thought maybe I think maybe they might learn from their mistakes or perhaps I'm just being naive they're really fucking slow learners really slow learners by about okay. Battlefield 12, we may have a day one patch that fixes everything that's broken, but I, I just know. It happens with everything EA does. The Sims. Yeah. Okay, well, in another um, shockingly unpredictable bit of release date news, um, apparently we're going to get Assassin's Creed Rogue on PC in early 2015. Um, yeah, I think you'll find it's rouge. <laughs> <laughs> you hold him up, uh, kick him. 
I, I'm actually quite up for this. Um, I'm probably I'm more up for this than the new one, just because this one will run on my PC, most likely, as it's being targeted for uh, the old consoles, um, and is effectively a rehash of Black Flag, arguably. So, uh, I'd, and I'd like to play this one first anyway, because otherwise I'll feel like going from Unity to this, it'll be a bit like slumming it, mm. you know. Bit, bit of but a yeah, was, step, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of yeah I'm definitely going to uh, take my time over Assassin's Creed as I usually end up doing because I can't keep up. But I was going to get Unity until I found out that the system required requirements were so goddamn high. I mean, have you seen these? No, because yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. I'm pretty. I think I'm all right. It's it's pretty much my PC is the recommended spec, so I'm all right. Yeah, but that's that's slightly concerning, isn't it? If that's like. Well, finally my, my, where my process is a bit faster, but but they, I think they actually call out the GTX 780. Um, well, so that's yeah. the recommended specs, not minimum specs. Yeah, I don't have, I don't even have the minimum spec graphics card. Oh, right. Which I bought, which I bought like eighteen months ago. So the question is really, have things moved on that far, or are they just really lazy and not bothering to optimize it? It seems extreme to me. Or, third option, is this an arrangement between NVIDIA and Ubisoft to flog their new graphics card? Perhaps. Should we wait while you go and fashion yourself a tinfoil hat? <laughs> Maybe. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the system requirements for Far Cry 4 are exactly the same <coughs> they should be lower because it's only going to run at 30 fps that's true <laughs> so is this this is only going to do that as well until Reddit yeah. finds the the, uh, the config argument to change yeah but that's what they're targeting though uh, on the consoles it's 900p 30 frames per second yeah um, that's all they're gunning for because mm. they they need to have that visibly don't, obvious don't even don't even repeat the bullshit they've come out with just don't, don't embarrass Oh, yourself. I know. No, I know. It's 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 infuriating. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool in a way. You know, they're not holding themselves back. It's clearly a next-gen game. They're re- That's why they're releasing Rogue, or Rouge, as you like to call it. Um, that's why they're putting that out, because, you know, they're like, if, you know, they're using that to cater for the legacy people like me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, I don't know. It's not really anything new. I mean, back, Black Flag, when it... When it first came out that that was a that was a bit of a system melter um it, it yeah improved, i'm not surprised it, it improved uh, over quite a short amount of time with just driver updates and and stuff like that but mm. it, it 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 was a bit of a beast to run in the in in the in the first you know when it first launched so so it's yeah. not too surprising really and it and from what we've seen of it it does look incredibly pretty um so it's i mean the thing the thing that i found with with black flag was that there are some kind of higher tier effects which kind of have questionable returns but really do dent the performance so there are there are a lot of things which i don't think are i mean it, I, i'm a real i'm real obsessive about this i have to turn everything on generally <laughs> if i if i can but yeah. you know there there are some very expensive god rays for example in, but, in they may have been future proof or allowing longevity for stuff in the future when everyone's yeah. got like, dual 970s or stuff. 
And to be fair, it's not that far in the future. You know, no, that's, absolutely that's, not. You know, no, that's, that was mm. not that long ago. So. We've got a 970 at work and it's pretty damn fine. So Yeah, yeah I'm, I've pretty much resolved I'm getting my... What, I'm getting one after... Well, I'm, I'm basically in the market for it now uh, because there's so many games coming out that mm. my... I'm going to miss stuff out on, you know. Um, but I, I think, honestly, like, that's why I, I kind of came to the conclusion about the the conspiracy between Ubisoft and NVIDIA is just that <laughs> the NVIDIA are working really closely with Ubisoft on all their AAA games. Mm. The, their logo comes up at the start, etc. Um, they have people embedded at Ubisoft working, optimising those games to work with the latest tech. And they're probably going, well, our cards can do this. And they've gone in there with 980s probably and tweaked it to have all everything on so yeah true those specs are high i could i probably i reckon i could probably still run it on my current machine are, are, the, are these but, the minimum specs or the recommended specs well the, the the minimum and recommended but the minimum graphics card they're saying is a 680 and i've only got a 660 ti so okay and uh and two gig of memory minimum you know, and 50 gig hard drive. It's it's you know it's proper next gen, I suppose. Or or it's got a ton of video and it's poorly optimized. <laughs> yeah, there there's all kinds of reasons for this, but anyway, we can speculate forever. Um, the only other bit of <laughs> Assassin's you Creed. Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only other uh, Assassin's Creed news because there was quite a bit of it because there's so many goddamn games coming out. But that uh, Chronicles game that's coming as like a DLC for Unity. They're planning on doing more of those, so expect more of that stuff, I guess. That's all. Uh, anything you wanted to mention, Ian? Pat, do you do you do that for every game? That finding the maxing everything out and stuff. And if you do, how much does it frustrate you when your rig, which is you know pretty ninja, kind of melts a bit? Uh, yeah, I, I, I always try and get well. It does depend on the game. Like, I don't need something like Assassin's Creed to be 60 FPS all the time. Um, but I, I generally aim for it. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, most of the time I can usually, you know, have everything set at uh, Ultra or whatever. But I, I'll dial some things down so that I can run it in 3D. Right. Um, because that's, that. I mean, just like the Rift, it's it's quite system intensive. <coughs> Um, but I, 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 I prefer the, having the depth over certain other effects. Um, but yeah, gen, generally most stuff does. But yeah, it does. It does annoy me a bit, um, simply because it is a bit of a ninja PC. Yeah. It used to drive me mad. I mean, that's part. I mean, it was wrong-headed of me, I know. But um, that's kind of why I used to just love the console stuff because I could just live in ignorance and not have to worry about it but um you know uh for me now it's like i i I accept the fact that i cannot run these games at high textures i don't have the video ram on my card so i always drop that down first i'll turn motion blur off and then drop the shadows and always turn motion blur off anyway i don't i don't like it as an effect Um, yeah i had it i I had it on for shadows of mordor i didn't realize it was a cpu hog or gpu hog so I I turned it off straight away because when I got to the second area with all the grass, um, mm. my frame rate just tanked <laughs> straight away. Like um, beautiful so, still images of everything. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, I I did, and, and so I yeah I dropped the shadows down and 
uh, the first half of the game ran fine, but I turned the motion blur off and dropped the shadows, and then it was running back up at 30 frames, but that's the most I can hope for. New graphics card coming soon. Yes. <clears throat> we should get a, sponsor- a sponsorship deal. NVIDIA, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, we're always you, happy to just, try out your just, new cards. Jonathan, Jonathan if you work for NVIDIA... Go on. <laughs> right. Where should we go next? I was actually asking Ian if there was a story you wanted to mention rather than oh, add anything sorry, to that. I but... thought we'd continue the conversation rather than... No, that's <clears> fine. <throat> I'm I'm always up for a lengthy debate. For, or a mass debate, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so many choices. Uh, magic leap, maybe. Well, yeah, we've but, got. A but then we're back to speculating, uh, really, because we don't really know what it is. So, well, true, but there's quite a few. <laughs> well, there's quite a few stories like this. Uh, I, but yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> we we do know a few things about it. We know that, that we know that it's a wearable device. Um, we know that it has it's an augmented reality device from the videos, the example videos which they've released to to demonstrate what it what it's doing. It, it's looking like it's projecting um, in a very realistic way um, CGI over reality. So yeah. um, one of the examples is someone is standing in a field and they've got their hands open and then there's a tiny little elephant uh, dancing about um, in their hands. It looks amazing. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I've, I've read over the, the patent um, and it, it's a bit confusing because I always find them confusing. But yeah, that's what I could sort of make out. It's um, it seems to be a, a very high end augmented reality device. Um, the the there was um, it seems to suggest that there's a box that you sort of wear clipped to your belt, um, which is attached to the the glasses, which is obviously doing the the processing. Um, um, yes. So, but other than that, it's there's there's not that much we know about it. One thing I do know about them though is that Leap Motion, long before they were uh, picked up by uh, Google, did one of the weirdest ever uh, TED talks. In fact, pretty much definitely the weirdest TED talk. Um, I watched it this morning. Um, it was essentially like two guys in these brightly coloured gorilla suits dancing around a giant bar of space fudge <laughs> whilst Sorry, what, like what? a psychedelic rock band played in the background. Is this Magic Leap or Leap Motion? Uh, uh, magic Leap. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's... <laughs> it didn't make any sense. But yeah, they're obviously going for some kind of weird surrealist thing with that. But they've yeah been bought up by Google for... Um, I can't remember how much it was now. Many, many millions. 50? 500 million. 452 or something. 500 million, that's a lot. Um, yeah, so uh, according to, to, to one, of, uh, one of the company, um, they've said, when you see this, you will see that this is computing for the next 30 or 40 years. To go farther and deeper than we're going, you would be changing what it means to be human, which is um, pretty hyperific. So, but, um, do we think it's a mod or a plug-in for Google, Google Glass, or is it something else? Well... I was thinking it sounds more like a successor, something to be, something that they're going to do instead. Um, right. Certainly, a lot of the tech industry think that wearables are, are a big part of the future. Um, so it's not surprising to see Google putting a lot of money in, into into you know a device like this. Um, 
and it, all that I can really tell from it, it seems very, very geared towards augmented reality and doesn't seem to have any suggestion of virtual reality. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's pretty interesting. I'm, I, I, I don't think, I think it's probably quite far off as well. I imagine we we probably won't get in get many more details for for a year or two. Um, as long as we get the CB one first, that's all right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that uh, Richard Taylor, one of the guys who, well, co-founder of the Weta Workshop, is on their board of directors. Which Who's is that? Uh, Richard Taylor. He's 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 um he's one of the guys at Weta Workshop. You know the guys who did Lord of the Rings and stuff. Oh. Uh, he's he's a co-founder of Weta Workshop, and he's on the board of directors for Magic Leap, which is interesting. So there could be some really sort of crazy, like, special effects type stuff going on here, as well as <clears throat> game developers. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more about it. Uh, Alienware have had a few announcements, haven't they? Um, that They're not, rather than uh, sit on their laurels and wait for Steam to pull their <clears> finger <throat> out, or Valve to pull their finger out, rather, they've kind of, they're kind of going ahead and making their own Steam machine anyway. Uh, uh, well, Valve aren't actually making them, are they? It's, um, it's all the well, no, they parties. never were. They never were, but um, it was always intended to run Steam OS mm. and uh, and have and support the Steam controller. I'm guessing that they've figured there isn't quite a big enough market for that yet, so it's coming bundled with Windows 8.1 and a 360 controller mm. for now. Um, apparently. Uh, <coughs> There's some. It's got some impressive benchmarks, but I think for the for the price of it, I don't know if there's an enough of a significant boost over the consoles. And especially when you think of like, well, I suppose you could always like run Assassin's Creed Unity at like console like settings. But then what's the point of having a PC like <clears> this for it then? You know. Mm. That's that's what I think. Well, that's, I, that was always my <clears> problem <throat> with the Steam Machine concept, and uh, I don't. This hasn't. Um, really t- p- turned me off that opinion really mm. I, I was kind of more interested in the, the other announcement Alienware made which is that they've, oh, sure, yeah. they've, they've announced something which they're calling it a graphics amp- amplifier which oh, it's really interesting actually it's basically like uh, like a PCI Express slot in a box with a, a dedicated power supply uh, and it, it essentially can connect to Alienware only works of Alienware laptops this um, yeah, Alienware laptops, and what it essentially allows you to do is plug in a graphics card and use it on your laptop. So you can <clears throat> you can have a laptop, you can have a high-end Alienware laptop, you know, that's that's probably great for you know playing computer games on the, on the road. But you can take it home and stick a you know a, a high-end graphics card in it and have a, a beast of a, a home system so that's really interesting in terms of um you know kind of using uh using a device in different places and and at different powers um so yeah that's that's really cool i wonder if anyone else is gonna follow suit it'd be really it'd be really interesting to see more of a, a standard interface for this that that other laptop um builders could could have I, there have been in the past there have been uh, external graphics cards so this is not a completely new thing oh right I've never heard of that no it, uh, yeah I, it, it's it's kind of a bit of a niche thing I don't know if like 
you could I don't know if they would ever support like the top end cards or anything um, and I'm sure that there's some benefit from this uh, this interface they're using um, but yeah I think I think it has I think it has actually been done before um, I I was when I yeah, first saw the story. Yeah, you're right. I've just found it. Yeah, AMD uh, were, pla- were planning to do it back in 2008. Oh, so maybe it never got rolled out because yeah. I'm sure I remember the guys um, at the Verge or in Gadget at the time. They were saying something about about that. You know how like a major uh, shortcoming, especially like Macs or Mac- MacBook Airs, have like mm-hmm. those shitty integrated graphics cards, and it's always like it's so such a shame that. You've got that awesome form factor, but you you know you can't play any games on it, mm. um, and and you know um, it's still not the most ideal on the go. I guess the idea being that you take your laptop out, you come home, you can actually play like some decent games on it if you want, um, but it does totally negate the portability of a laptop. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing like benchmarks for like the new uh, like nine series mobile cards that there's some pretty impressive impressive uh benchmarks for that like mm. the 980m or whatever it's called well they're going to they're gonna be ending up in in uh max pretty soon aren't they yeah and alienwares i imagine yeah um yeah but i don't know i've can i've never been able to justify <clears throat> like it would be lovely to have like a razor gaming laptop awesome but i don't know <laughs> I don't. I don't need to play like Elite Dangerous on the go, <laughs> you no. know. I, I could, I, and I'd rather put the money towards an extra graphics card than the mobile form factor at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So, but that's just me. There's uh, Rockstar have announced that if you buy GTA 5 for PC or next gen consoles, you'll get loads of DLC and extra bits and bobs. Um, as someone who has bought GTA 5 will you be interested in this Ian no um, I've got <coughs> my catalogue of shame is becoming something that I need to look at uh, and I'm trying to save a bit of money so I won't be throwing money at games I've already got on a different platform initially when it's 5 quid on a Steam sale I'll be there but yeah. I'm not going to buy it to play it all again regardless of how good it's going to look it was really great on the PS3 I just I can't justify the spend at the moment so it's fair enough I'll be using it to benchmark my 970 that's fair enough and I'll resist it right up to the point that someone brings out a VR mod and then I'll catch yeah. it it's purely because I, I missed it uh, first time round I've been waiting I've been holding out patiently and uh yeah, I mean I only so. played oh, probably about 15 18 ish hours so I didn't, yeah. get, it didn't even get that far into it really Oh, so you didn't finish it? Oh no, 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 not by a long. <laughs> I finished long it. Mark. I finished it on the PS3. Uh, yeah, did the, did all the main quest things. Didn't do the bits afterwards. Spoilers. Not going to say anything. Um, but no, I, I just fair I enough. can't. I don't want to put sixty hours into a game I've already played. There's other things I want to do with my time. I completely understand uh, that. And I want to use my Rift to benchmark the nine seventy. So I'd rather be doing shit Rift. Fair dues. Mm. Cool. And what what we got next? What we got next? There must be some more VR hardwarey stuff. Bits of news, Pat. Uh, the Carl Zeiss VR headset for iPhone and and Android. Um, so I I literally see one of these. I'd say every other week, someone brings out a VR 
uh, mobile phone adapter. There is so many of them now. I've completely lost track of half of them. A lot um, of people are saying they're sort of like it's like they're just they're just like slicker versions of the cardboard VR. That's sort of well, thing. yeah, that's exactly what cardboard VR was, wasn't it? It was a way of uh, mass producing a, a cheap VR mount. Um, it was they. I think they at the time um, described that project as pace, as a placeholder. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what it what it is. But yeah, this is interesting because this is a company which is known for, for producing quality optics, um, which is obviously um, a big part of what makes a VR headset a good one or a bad one. Um, yeah. So it could be could be quite interesting. Um, it's it's to, it works with the smaller galaxies, I believe, and the iPhone six, um, but not the Galaxy. Note, so it, it's not going to it's not going to be compatible with the note. Oh, this so won't, this ah, won't be a, so, yeah. won't be a, a cheap alternative to Gear VR. Um, and well, it, it kind of will. It just it won't be that. But it but it, it was yeah, smaller. Yeah, it won't work on on that phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I I I do wonder if like one of these over the others will take more more traction with 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 the public's attention. Um, I, I can see these things not really selling in huge amounts um, until, like the Oculus Rift is is commercially available and and is you know in the in the mainstream media etc cetera, etc, cetera. and yeah. then it becomes a very cheap way of people getting on board with hardware that they already have in their pocket. Um, do, do you, so yeah, do you think it would? I mean, the Rift as well to some extent, but do you think these will? Without the killer app, these are going to be struggling because there isn't really a. Unless somebody can produce something that everybody wants to use and not just as a novelty to show their mates what VR is, mm. why would anybody get this? And I'm not being cynical, yeah. I, I think people will get it, but mm. I think there's always an argument for there isn't really a killer app because everything's still in a state of flux from the development point of view. So, so yeah. what incentive do people have to get this apart from it's VR? Well, certainly, there's less incentive for people like you and I that are going to go the Oculus Rift. Sure, um, I, I mean the, the the general populace. I wasn't going to say peasants. I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> the well, that's that's what I'm saying. Really, that this is basically a very cheap way of of a much larger audience being able to pick it up and, and get involved. And yeah, it's not going to be the, the high end experience. It's, 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 it's probably not going to be as high end as the stuff that we're going to see on um, Gear VR, which has got a lot of very well targeted, uh, often pre-existing Unity games, which, are, which yeah. are currently running on the Rift, being ported to it and being optimized specifically for that hardware um, combination. Well, it's got Oculus. It's got Oculus support, hasn't it? I mean, it's it's a yeah. subset of the Rift. So it's essentially designed in part by by Oculus. Yeah, that's that's absolutely yeah. So right. all the work they're doing, none mm. of that is going to be, you know, this thing is not going to benefit from any of that. No, no. So, but that I being mean, said, I have made one of these. Um, just before I got the DK two, I uh, basically made uh, like my, my own cardboard, essentially for uh, my iPhone um, so yeah I just I um, realised pretty much by accident that there's actually a lot of VR apps on the uh, on the app store 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and they're they're generally all built with Unity. Um, a couple of them are ports of ones that I've played on the, on the Rift. Um, and essentially what I did was I took one of the spare sets of lenses that came with my Oculus DK1 uh, and mounted in this cap cardboard mount and put the little phone in. Um, and the, yeah, it's very stripped down. I mean, according to the FPS counter on the, one of the demos I was running, it was running at 60 frames per second. Um, it certainly felt like it was that smooth. Um, so yeah what from what i've seen of it, it actually can look quite good it, it it can definitely be quite compelling and certainly some of the kind of more simple looking things um i could i could definitely think think you know there's 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 many sort of applications for mobile vr we're already seeing lots of things like um quake 2 have been completely ported and are available on the the android store um so yeah there's 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 lots of things that already run with a few of these devices which you can run on it um whether or not it's a good thing for vr i don't know i think uh, uh there's always going to be the danger and i think this is something that oculus worry about with things like the Pro sony's project morpheus that if you if the mainstream's initial perception of vr is one that's slightly watered down or yeah. has com has compromise um it's going to it, it, there's there's a danger that it could numb the impact. Yes. Um, certainly, you'd have a very different experience from trying the DK1 versus the DK2. And from what we've read Definitely. about the uh, Crescent Bay prototype, it's another large leap over the, the current hardware. Um, so what you get there is have developers who have already sort of been sold on the 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 earlier prototypes... Uh, having their sort of reaffirmation of where the technology is going, um, but all of these these sort of mobile head-mounted displays, um, they are very much stuck at the kind of initial stage yeah. in certain respects. Uh, you have no positional tracking, for example. Um, you obviously you don't have things like low persistence. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be cool. I'm glad that they exist. I think it's good that people are going to be able to show their friends VR down the pub uh, or at work etc like yeah. I, I think that's that is probably that probably does more good than harm uh, regardless of of how how nerfed it has to be f for for these kind of more generic mobile VR experiences versus something that's actually you know, designed specifically to make it like Gear VR and and the, and the Samsung um, but yeah I think it's I think it's a good thing and and I think this one in particular could be interesting just because of who's making it, and because of the number of phones that work with it. Or yeah, it's it, it, I mean it, it's not a huge <laughs> amount of he headsets, but it's it's uh, the most important ones which are, would be compatible for it. Um, like I it's say, not... I mean not everything's going to have VR apps available no. for them, uh, but the ones that it supports happen to be. And the phones they mentioned don't have that uber resolution that the Note has. But then I guess on a smaller no, screen, although, it might be the yeah, same sorry, density. Yeah, sorry, I should have said, actually, um, on, the, on the one that I made with my iPhone, sorry, my iPhone 5, um, the field of view was reduced, but that meant that the screen door effect was also reduced. Um, so it actually looked sharper than my DK1, um, but the field of view was lower. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, it's 
you might have a similar thing with with a lot of these these head mounting displays or maybe i just didn't make it right i'm sure you made it perfect i did I, I did totally budget at like four in the morning so. don't put yourself down <laughs> <laughs> um my wife bought a note for a few weeks back just before oh, she really? went back home for the thing she went to um it is pretty fucking enormous, isn't it? I didn't realise quite how big it is. I haven't even yeah, seen one yet. Obviously, she that's says the... that to me quite frequently, and now I get a chance to say that to her. <laughs> um, My boss has got the iPhone 6 Plus, and I just find it hilarious, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, what happened? It's sort of like... Do you feel like you've <laughs> shrunk holding it? Yeah, it's just... Because it's yeah, exactly it's like it the same as pints. your phone, but smaller. Even more. Yeah. FTF-Y. This is big enough. This is big enough. And look, <clears> I is can... big enough. <laughs> It's got this thing on it, yeah, where you do that. Oh no, when you've got... You do this. Listener, Rob's showing us his phone. He's, he's got a picture of his tap. penis oh, yeah, on the screen. Sh- and it's, it's it does that thing where it moves the entire UI down. Down, and leaves a so that I blank. can reach it with my poxy little thumb. <laughs> I, at first, I thought it was a bug. And then my boss pointed out, that's why you've got that thing. I was like, oh, that's actually... Oh yeah, that's what that's for. Okay. Yeah, Linus had it. <laughs> <laughs> made a big, bigger point of how ridiculous that feature was. Yeah, but 4G for the win. Loving it. So, Right. Okay. Um, where next? Um, oh, let's talk about uh, LucasArts games coming to GOG. Um, they've been hinting about it. They've been trying to do it for ages, and finally uh, they made a deal. Uh, GOG... Uh, have made a deal with LucasArts who are now owned by Disney to actually do something with their huge back catalogue of classic games based on Lucas franchises amongst others what's what's GOG Rob what's that GOG is good old games uh, purveyors of classic good old games uh, PC games Um, their USP I suppose is that they don't just punt these games out there they actually preserve them and make sure that they're compatible with Windows 7 and or later versions of Windows um, so yeah um, now you can buy X-Wing and TIE Fighter and, anybody going to uh, get these? I'm really tempted I know it's. I know there's the whole novelty factor and the whole rose tinted glasses thing but my god they were fantastic games 20 years ago yeah, I know, but I mean, they list Knights of the Old Republic among these, and I mean, really, I'd like these on my phone to be honest. Like, I think they'd, I think they'd uh, fare better, you know, because <laughs> X X Wing on my like 1080p screen is it's gonna just look so blocky. I'm gonna have to like sit way back over here. <laughs> or drink a lot of beer. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. They're not that expensive. I think um, X-Wing is going for like £6 at the moment. Um, they'll probably be in some mad sale and I'll just end up getting them, I reckon. Um, I'd definitely love to give Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis a go. That was, again. I'd get that one. I had that on the Amiga. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was That great was excellent. Game. Yeah. And I remember TIE Fighter being significantly better than X-Wing even though it was like dark side but you know sometimes that's cool um, Pat will you be giving these a look or have you, are you uh, too retro well, it's, like, it's like you say mate the pile of shame is so big 
Yeah. I, I don't want to aim. I don't want to add twenty-year-old games onto it, really. <laughs> um, and so I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still playing through Kotor on my phone. Um, yeah, that's not a short game, is it? No, it's not. Um, so, nah. I, I mean, I, I replayed all the um, uh, Monkey Island games a few years ago when they went on mobile and, on, and when they came to like Xbox 360. Um, yeah. So I've, I've kind of I've kind of done all my uh, my reminiscence, yeah. nostalgia, binges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I've, it's cool. I'm glad they're out there. When I first saw this news, I was kind of like, "Yay!" And then I looked at the screenshot and went, "Oh God, it looks like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I, I instantly remembered how games used to look. Yeah, that's even with the thumbnail, so though, isn't forget. it? Even yeah, with the thumbnail, just, you think, "Fuck, it looks awful." <laughs> I, I think it. I think it just has me like eagerly anticipating the next load of games like this that are bound to happen. Yeah. Especially in the wake of Star Citizen and Elite. So what, um, what Star Wars games would you like to, to come out? Oh, I, I well, I'm assuming... I, I'd like them to just remake X-Wing. Yeah. Uh, most of all, I think. They're, they're the games that I really liked. I, lo- I love the way that they were, they, they were sort of like... I mean, one of my favourite things about Star Wars... Um, is all the spaceships and you know that's that game is like a it's like a museum of star wars space vehicles you know um i think with the amount of like space sims and and space dogfighting sims that are out at the moment and the popularity of them and the ridiculous amount of money that several of them are making i think it's it would be incredibly unlikely that they wouldn't make a star wars space sim there'll be one for every genre I think you know like there was before you know I think yeah. they'll make one, I don't need another not, Star Wars I think it'll end up on the current on the new gen consoles I don't think it'll be a PC I don't think it'll be a competitor for the game which cannot be named and Elite Dangerous I think it will be more a mass market thing Mm. It's, oh, it's, it's quite sure, unlikely yeah. to. It, well, it's quite rare to not release on PC as well now. Though I mean, most even with that AAA stuff, it yeah. all sells more on yeah. PC than console. <clears throat> it's, it's it would kind of be strange for it not to but, come out on PC as well. But I know what you mean. It's more likely to be targeted towards. I, I think if they're going to do the new Battlefront next year when the film comes out, I think there would be a whatever the space fighters are in the new film type game. Let's call it X-Wings. Zed Wings. Uh, yeah. yeah, allegedly X-wing. Um, they Falcon. they fly terribly. Z-wings, come on. Yeah. they just constantly spin. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys, what do we think of this? Was not aerodynamic. <laughs> the C-wing. Yeah. Sea <laughs> bombers. Yeah. Thai sea yeah. bombers. <laughs> I really really want a Thai green curry now. Thanks very much. Um, you think the Battlefront will cover it? No, no, I don't think Battlefront will because that's. I think that's a different genre, kind of entirely. I know uh, in one of was it Battlefront Two had the, the space map, or there was a yeah, yeah, and and all of the um, PSP um, Battlefront games which followed after it, which there are about sixteen of them, um, they all had space combat in them, right? And it, and it kind of went in the direction that the uh, the cancelled uh, Battlefront or one of the or both of the cancelled battlefronts that have since been killed in production have which was that you you could get you could have be having a ground fight on i don't know bespin or somewhere or and then you could you could jump in 
in a in a in a starfighter you could take off you could leave orbit and then you could then board a larger ship nice which what, was was each which, of that like a map then part of a no it was seamless was it was completely seamless oh it really was, it was wow com- it, yeah the whole thing was seamless and i would be so surprised if that's not in the next one uh, it, it, i mean it was in several of the psp ones so holy oh, shit it, it must at least have that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to... day. Mm. Well, there's about 16 games you've probably missed. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a fair few games I've missed on the PSP. But it's good to know that they did that. It's good. I went through a, a, a bad phase of just buying up old consoles and buying the Star Wars games I'd missed. So I, have, <laughs> I, buy, I bought a GameCube just to buy the Star Wars games that I missed. This is like Shit. 10 years after they came right. out and... Uh, yeah, and I, I even thought about doing it for the PSP as well, but it, it would have literally just tied me up with Star Wars games until the end of time. Um, <laughs> and I've already done that with the Star coming, yeah. I've already done that with the Star Wars comic books, which stopped me from reading anything else for several months. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not going to go down that road again. What was that one they they put out a few duffers after the uh, the prequels? Uh, there was like an Obi Wan game. Did you <laughs> yeah, play that one? that's terrible. <laughs> oh, which so one's that? Bad. It was like so a game bad. called Obi One for like the first original uh, Xbox. Yeah. I, think. I remember being so excited for that when when they announced it, and um, <laughs> when I when I played it uh, for the first time, it was the most disappointing thing ever. It's like they made it in about twenty four hours. I should give Force. Um, I've got Force Unleashed too. That's one of my most disappointing games ever. Oh uh, yeah, I loved the first one, and the second one had so much promise, but it was about ten minutes long. Yeah, I got it in a well, sale for about two quid, so I didn't feel that disappointed. Well, EA have the, uh, the the exclusivity on Star Wars games for the next ten years. So, um, God rest our souls. Yeah. yeah, I'm just wondering which of their studios would be responsible for like an X-wing, for example. And the only one I can think of is Dice, to be honest, because they're the only ones with any experience of vehicular but that, combat. It, really. it doesn't need to be a, an experienced studio to be given a franchise to throw a game out with it. True. Just look at the, expe- the Expendables Two game. That was dreadful. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone's do. told the indie developer community that, about that exclusivity. I mean, I don't know if you tried <laughs> that. Um, yeah, yeah the back, back, uh, on um, Oculus Share, there's an amazing VR experience where you're basically reliving one of the most exciting parts of the films, and it's incredible. And it was made by like one developer, I think, yeah. in a very short amount of time, and it shows how how easily you could you could build a. A compelling experience and the uh, the Millennium Falcon experience as well, which I love, where you just get to walk around the, the Falcon and um, have R two D two beep at you and stuff. It's, there's there's some there's some really cool fan made um, VR demos out there, and it it does kind of does kind of get me excited about what we could see in the future because this is going to go on for years. Like like this, I mean, how, when's the last uh, Star Wars film going to be coming out? Oh, no one, there's, there no one knows because be they'll one. probably make them t- yeah. until the end of time. And yeah. I mean, look like at what Marvel happened last movies. time when, when the when the prequels came out. Um, you saw so many games that that had releases around those films, yeah. and it, it just it it never stopped. It didn't stop until essentially the the film stopped and it slowed down a little bit. And it kind of picked up again when when mobile became a, a much bigger thing. But yeah, you're going to get so many Star Wars games. Apparently they uh, they shut down Tiny Death Star. Like uh, I think if you've downloaded it already, you'd still could play Good. it. Like if you were mental, it was evil. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was evil. And 
and apparently they just they just got rid of it. They were like, no, we've got this new Star Wars game for iOS. We we don't really want to have that the, tiny tower <coughs> thing the, anymore. The tiny Death Star thing that wasn't run by Lucas or anybody associated with the films in any way. No, was they it? licensed it, but uh, uh, Disney just decided that they didn't want it on the App Store anymore. <laughs> and the the developers were like, what? Didn't and that I have something to do with through. the fucking incessant monetizing it was trying to do? Every three seconds, you get an SMS saying. Your Death Star could do with twenty-five pounds. <laughs> oh, I had to turn all that off. I just I, turned all that off. Right, this is how I got. This is how, how far I got with this game. I installed it, uh, and about five minutes later, I got uh, a little message coming through with R two D two beeping, and I went, "Oh, how cool is that? It's R two D two beeping on my phone. Delete. Never playing that." <laughs> oh God, I played that You're game for too long me before I even yeah. began the game. Started. Delete. <laughs> It was like my toilet game for about a year, and then I just had a rage with it and just hurt and had to remove it from my life. It, oh, oh. You were in the toilet for a year? What? <laughs> <It felt laughs> no like wonder you had to get out. Of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to try and make a space segue then, but I could make a toilet one instead. <laughs> uh, toilet one's always a winner, mate. Go for it. Here we go. Toilet. Uh, Brace yourselves, everyone. All your segues are toilet. Brace for impact. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> There's Cutting nothing here. review from Mr. K. That's good. Well, now I'm going to make my space segue instead um, because uh, apparently NASA have been messing around with the rift, haven't they? It's not a segue if you say this is a segue before. <laughs> right. Don't yeah, they have. I gave up. I clearly gave up trying to do one there. Yeah, this is really amazing, actually. So NASA, NASA want to create essentially the holodeck for travelling astronauts um, to basically lighten the... Um, the incredibly boringly long uh, journeys, I think. Um, they're talking about having uh, more than just visual things. They're actually talking about things like scent um, as well, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, they, the things they're kind of targeting is um, kind of like relaxing experiences. You know, you'd be able to sit, sit by the... Well, you won't be able to. Astronauts would be able to sit by the <laughs> beach, smell the sea, relax, um, being a, in a in a situation where they're with their family, presumably from some kind of 360 stereoscopic video that they've taken, um, and they're also working on digital therapists, which would assess and manage psychological problems to prevent them from coming um, serious enough to jeopardise a mission. Um, is, <laughs> going crazy kind of with an don't, axe. Don't go crazy. So probably you know don't install dread halls or alien isolation or have, on their computer <laughs> or have event horizon in the video library <laughs> <laughs> well they do yeah. those things don't they where they they sort of put uh people in like a fake uh mission to mars to sort of see how they'll deal with each well, that, other they've done that once haven't they they did it in russia oh right okay and now Denmark they should... or sweden or someone uh, they want to send people in 2020 on a one-way mission to you know, slam into the moon probably i don't know they should so, they should do the next one in VR, but inside that VR you can go into a room and put on a VR headset and go into a different <laughs> VR, which I, isn't the the shuffle. I think it's a really great application of what VR could do for people. Yeah, and absolutely. While other companies are trying to create killer apps and just faff and get stuff done and leap on whichever VR bandwagon is hot this week, this could be the the germ that provides people with the things that we've spoken about before mm. um, people who for whatever reason can't go to different places around the world or who are not limited is not the right word but restricted in what they can do yeah. um, 
this may be something that leads that gives those people access to things that they don't have at the moment and that would just mm. be fantastic it would be great for the astronauts Absolutely, as well yeah. R- reminds me of that bit in the aliens special edition where Ripley's sitting in the in front of the waterfall or the the forest scene and then it's just it's like a virtual thing mm. um, or indeed the holodeck on Star Trek I mean yeah that's slightly more that's uh, that's like a full on environment though isn't it it's not a mm. <coughs> that's not an experience that's a it's, a, oh, right. it's like a 50s what was the oh, there's loads of there's loads of good ones on the holodeck but that's I just wonder if that's why the holodeck came to be in Star Trek to sort of because to stop them all from going mental and killing each other <laughs> I think it was. It was. I mean, it was a training thing and stuff. But it was. It was also yeah. somewhere that you could. It, it was role playing, and you could have role playing from a training point of view, or you could make yourself mobsters in the thirties and go back and do that, which they did for an episode or twelve. Yeah. <laughs> they were great episodes. Really good. Enjoyed them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this could be great. It's a good story. Mm. Yeah. Cool about the the, the de-stressing stuff as well, because I, I would be. I'd imagine that that's something that's going to trickle down into public use as well eventually. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine if you can de-stress someone <laughs> hurtling through space, um, that's going to be useful for people down here as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but only when you're hurtling through space. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of that, surprisingly, yeah. nowadays. I think doing it in Elite Dangerous <laughs> doesn't really kill. Yeah. Sticking yeah. on the space theme, there, there have been a couple of space game announcements uh, the first one is a kickstarter game called Inner Space did you get a chance to have a look at this Pat? Uh, no, what's this about? Uh, it's basically uh, it's an exploration game where you fly mm. around in this kind of inverted planet um, it definitely looks like your kind of thing, their ins- key inspirations are Proteus Shadow of the Colossus and Crimson Skies oh, which sold. certainly uh, yeah <laughs> Um, so how, I'm not sure how w- well they're getting on now. Um, they asked for twenty five thousand, and they've they're nearly about halfway, halfway there. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's looking quite good. It's just made by a few guys in Texas. Looks a lot and, like uh, um, No Man's Sky a bit, maybe. Or yeah. Journey, Visuals. Journey as well. Mm. It's got that kind of yeah. floaty, yeah. low poly, uh, you know, kind of warm look to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a really nice uh, sort of painterly art style. Looks very relaxing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's procedural as such, but it's it's kind of got... Uh, it's like emergent kind of gameplay. Uh, a lot of buzzwords yeah. in that sentence, mate. What the hell are you talking about? You have to, you <laughs> have to go, you go around and you like catalogue all the things you come across and... It does sound very similar to No Man's Sky, but uh, it's like an interlinking set of these inverted worlds that you uh, you travel across. Right. So, so it's a small team. Uh, I think they've got a similar philosophy to the guys making No Man's Sky. Uh, One Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That looks good. Yeah, let's yeah. go. It's good enough to back, I wonder. Do you guys remember Project Nomad? Uh... Oh, was this the one with the floating islands? Yeah. I don't think I ever played it in the end. Oh, that was a weird but really cool and very, very original game. I just kind of... It, something about it reminded me of it. That's my soul. <laughs> no, yeah. I, know what you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, 
is there any other news here uh, we've almost covered it all uh, there's a story about Portal 2 being good for you or something oh yeah um, so it's <laughs> there was, there's been a study done very recently um, and basically they they were studying how the neuroplasticity of people's brains when they're playing computer games um, so they tested a lot of people playing different games and what they found was that Portal 2 was actually better for your thinking skills than the average brain training game right um, which is which is really interesting um, yeah it's, it's cool that that studies like this are, are starting to happen more and more often now. It's really, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really interested in this personally. That the idea of of learning from from games, because I mean that's essentially how I understand games to be. That the kind of extension extension of like the the kind of natural human desire to play. Well, it's not even human. It's it's at Animal. most animals, isn't it? Or at least mammals, anyway. You know, you see lion cubs smacking each other around the head and, and rolling around and i just think games are basically the how how a, a more intelligent life form you know eventually entertains itself and that's that's what i've always thought but it but in this in the same breath like that's not something that's intentionally targeted hardly ever i mean you can accidentally learn a bit of history by by clicking some of the um some of the pop-ups in an Assassin's Creed game. Um, you can certainly learn um, word skills from, from playing uh, Scrabble on your iPad, but there's not many things which kind of intentionally try to... Well, there's not many compelling educational games, is what I'm, I'm trying to say. I think this really speaks to the way in which Portal constantly makes you feel smart. Um, yes, by and, making and you feel the, stupid the second before. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe there's the whole like craving addiction thing going on there. But I, I think the fact that it makes you feel like really smart when you figure stuff out, I think that kind of might. I mean, I'm no scientist, but that might kind of assist with the whole neuroplasticity thing you're, going on. You're certainly not a scientist. You just, you just so you're saying that f- feeling smart makes you smart. Um. That's that. I I would say that's very unlikely. I'd say I don't know if that's believe, what I meant. But I think I think believing you're smart probably does the complete opposite. I think it might make you more, uh, more kind of. Uh, it might make challenges more palatable if you think you can solve them. Yeah, if you're rewarded for doing. Oh, you something. mean like a confidence thing? It's a reward thing. Sure. Isn't it? Yeah, like something like that. That's what I meant. Yeah, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do it and you can do it like I didn't mean that but I just sort of meant that like that kind of constant sort of chicken and egg kind of encouragement thing mm. might kind of uh, go some way as to encouraging learning uh, exercising parts of the brain you wouldn't normally in everyday life mm. um, when you're dealing with the kind of physics puzzles that Portal throws at you I think it just speaks to how brilliantly well designed that game is if anything mm. but it's really interesting isn't it that that a game that isn't intentionally designed to to do that to your brain um, wins over games that do games that are designed to to in- increase your cognitive abilities. Yeah, I mean that's the point uh, of this article, isn't it? That it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really interesting that that's that's something that's kind of accidentally come out, but um, it's very very cool. 
Well, yeah, I guess brain training is kind of just uh, forcing you to exercise those parts of your brain that you sort of, I don't know. And and you also you also usually. go into that expecting it to be one thing. I have I've not read the article, so if I'm saying what the article says, I'm very sorry. I've only skimmed it. Um, if I played a game called Brain Training, I would expect my brain to be trained at the end of it, because that's mm. the name suggests that magic will happen. Mm. But Portal Two is just a fun game. So if it is teaching me anything or making my brain do things in ways that I wouldn't normally, I, I don't give a shit about that. I want to put a hole in the wall so my mate can jump through it so he can put a hole in the wall so I can jump through it. Hmm. Um, presentation is often key for people learning stuff. I think it's a brilliant game to play co-op though, um, especially oh, yeah. with young, especially Amazing. with like kids because it, it kind of teaches such a sort of uh, level of cooperation yeah funny, yeah funnily absolutely enough. unless you're trying to play as well as with, with my mum because she was terrible <laughs> at it she was my, my mum is <laughs> my mum's my mum's totally into games she loves games but she's more into stuff like uh, Broken Sword and Monkey Holy Island and shit. stuff like that best mother um, ever Oh yeah, mate. Awesome. Like, oh yeah. My mum is the the reason I got into games. She bought me like a, a Commodore Plus Four when I was five years old, I think. Rob, can you edit out my cheap shot, Pat's mum, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try. My my mum does does love a computer game. She's playing Broken Age at the moment, actually. But yeah, um, awesome I've game. Completely forgot what I was saying now. Um, but yeah, my mum was terrible at Paul. She just sort of kind of. Looking up at the ceiling and looking down at the floor but, and spinning round. But she doesn't play that kind of game normally, does she? It wasn't like no, an, ex- just, an extension no. of an FPS. No, which is a shame because I reckon that if she was more comfortable with that sort of game, she probably would have really, really loved it. You, I used um, to play Lemmings with my mum. Awesome. Yeah. What Back in the day. It was a great yeah. game. Jesus. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Uh, just a couple more things uh, Project Cars looks like it's been delayed till March 2015 probably try and, them trying to get it to work on the Wii U or something <laughs> <laughs> well they'd already they'd already delayed the, the Wii U one. Oh, um, right okay but, um, yeah they've said that it's essentially for optimization. they want it to to be as, as, as good as possible but also because they're avoiding um, other big titles which are coming out this, at, at the same time so Forza made, Horizon made, and Drive Club and all that yeah and also all the other non-driving games as well I mean it's a pretty busy part of the year isn't it um, not on PC really uh, consoles I understand um, is there anything coming out on PC driving wise oh what not in, uh, not in the month that it was coming out I don't think no. It's, no, well, there's not a lot. There's that Assetto Corsa, but that's kind of that's already that still, out. That's, that's already, already out. that's already feature complete. Yeah, cool. That's just just been um, uh, patched to be feature complete. So, yeah, it's but it's a bit of a shame, really. Um, but um, I, I I've got a really good feeling about this one. I think it's going to be like a, a real standout driving game. Um, so it's good that they're just trying to make it as as good as possible. And yeah. Yeah, and finally, uh, there's a game uh, was just announced called Rebel Galaxy. Um, I think this is an indie studio have put this out, but it looks like um, uh, production value a little bit on the cheap side, but it is an indie game. Um, <laughs> but it essentially looks like wow, indieist. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, but it, to 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 say what I find redeeming about it is that it looks like you're you're piloting big sort of um like cap ships and doing lots of um 
combat that looks not entirely dissimilar from the naval combat in Assassin's Creed because it's all like side guns and broadsiding and stuff like that Um, and it looks like there's a lot of trading and stuff in it as well so yeah another one jumping on the bandwagon I suppose um, and that's coming to PS4 and Steam at some point sorry hold on which bandwagon are they jumping on? the space bandwagon but that even in this episode X-Wing and TIE Fighter were 20 years old so is that a 20 year old bandwagon? no but it's one that's bubbling up again that's a fucking slow bandwagon (laughs) (laughs) that's a bandwagon with a flat tyre <clears throat> well, no, there's like this at the moment. Like, I, 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 there seems to be a new space game like announced every week at the moment. Like, there's um, Eve, there's uh, uh, obviously Elite and Star Citizen. Um, there'll probably be a load of Star Wars stuff soon. Yeah, for some reason. Not really making, yeah. not really making a very good point, I suppose. No, go on. Uh, I'm not trying to no, check no, it out. I just no, no. There, there are, are a lot there of space games. Space games. Yeah. yeah. There is, and there is certainly a bit of a revival for them, isn't there? Certainly yeah. PC but, but they have been; they haven't stopped being there. They've just no, no. The, the popularity has waned and has come back. Yeah. I'm just looking at some stills from the video from Rebel Galaxy, and there's it even marks broadsides as like a, a command in the UI, and uh, it, it looks very much like the interface is optimized for controllers, and yeah, it looks. Almost laid out exactly like. Does it have space like, shanties? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. Binary. I, I, whatever I said, you know, I mentioned it. I thought it was worthy of mentioning. So. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. It's yeah, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's all the time we've got for news. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. I'm not on the Twitter anymore, friends. I'm, I may come back in a couple of weeks. No massive reasons, just the CBA is strong. So, sorry. <laughs> Contact us on the email address. Uh, yeah, give us a second email. <laughs> uh, and I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. Yeah, as uh, as Ian astutely pointed out, you can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow all of us on Twitter at notplayingpod, and you can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please do give us a review. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. Bye. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Yo, mama. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, someone actually did send us an email, and I was contemplating reading it out, but all they actually asked me... All they actually asked was... Do you want to buy um, some penis pills? <laughs> Do you no, want they just some asked, sex? They just asked us what the music was for... Uh, <laughs> episode 49 or something so I'll just reply to him but I just wanted to let you guys know Do first before I did just that tell him now. yeah just just tell him on this podcast
Okay. Well, um, I, I'll have to bring. I'll have to bring Just up the email. Re- reply then. to him and say yes. I've answered you on one of the future podcasts, and that'll be it. I will. I just have to go to the inbox. Here we go. Jonathan Blackman writes to the not playing team. <laughs> okay, let's never do this section again. Okay, no, he, ju- he just said, thanks for a brilliant podcast. Really enjoy it every week. I wonder if I could ask a favour. What was the opening music for Podcast 49? Thanks again for all your efforts. Cheers, Jonathan. And the music was taken from the uh, soundtrack to The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Both tracks. So... Yeah, and you can find that on YouTube, where I found it. <laughs> cool. So cool. anyway, yeah, we've got loads of news stacked up oh, because. Oh, sorry. We... Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, John. Thanks. Good. Thanks. Cool. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was going to include that or not, but either way, I've set myself quite an editing job there. Um, <laughs> um, if you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts. I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.